What is up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. That's the High on Soccer podcast with your favorite hosts, myself, Dylan Monroy, and we love him. You love him, too. He's always in the middle of everything, of the opinions, never the extreme. I don't like that about him. Jorge Martinez. What it do? What it do, Jorge, bro, bro. I know we talk a lot of soccer. Yep. And there's a special kind of connection with your club kind of soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's moments in the calendar season, like right now, where they're not playing club, and it's all about national teams. Oh, national team pride. And this window is vital for the World Cup qualification. It's getting sticky. And we're going to talk about a lot of different World Cup qualifying games that are big, important, and will determine whether these countries make it to Qatar in November of this year. But we are USMNT fans. <coughs> so Jorge says. <coughs> but anyway. I'm allowed to no, 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 be no. a fan of both of my countries. We're going to talk <laughs> USMNT. United States having to qualify for this World Cup still. And they start out at the Azteca, bro. The Azteca. The Azteca. This is... Bro, just... This this is the stadium where Maradona did his things. This is the stadium where players from the past in the United States have gotten rained on by bottles, stuff thrown at them, hatred. Like... This is a, in 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 world soccer the Azteca it's well known. It, I would it, say it's well known. It's well known. If you ask anyone, well, yeah, you ask anyone in the world, hey, you like okay, it's no uh, it's no secret that Mexico is FIFA's baby. They what? get they get the no 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 because of the uh, the viewerships, they have the most mm. views I believe in uh, and I think tra- not travelers but like um, in terms of World Cup views. Okay. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I might be, but I, I think I just read or saw something that Mexico is uh, provides the most viewers. Okay. Uh, like well, FIFA, Mexico in FIFA's eyes is is is, is a cash cow. Not, not necessarily. Oh cash my cow. friend, I, you, we are Mexican. We know mm-hmm. that Mexicans are the best consumers. We yeah. love soccer. We love a good time. I love that about my yeah. culture. To be so honest. it's just, and and with that being said, I, you know, digressing that a little bit. But <laughs> what I was trying to get to is, uh, it's if you know, Mexico is known on the world stage. You know, they're not the greatest team. I'm not going to say they are, but in the World Cups, they sometimes they can they can deliver, and uh, and they they provide a force to be reckoned with. Obviously, we know their history, uh, but they they're a nuisance. So they're known uh, in in the in the global in the in the international uh, sense of soccer, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, Mexico, you know their home stadium. It's just like one of those things. It's like England, Wembley, that kind of right. thing. It's like, you know, Mexico, it's Azteca. Azteca is just... Everyone knows. It's at least, you know, maybe maybe it's bigger in my head just because I'm, we're, I'm on, on this side of the world and it's something that I'm kind of used to. Mm-hmm. But I, I've always grown up with, like, the Azteca being, like, this, like... Well, just this powerful stadium. I would say in North America, it is the biggest 
stadium or the most important mm-hmm. and like just epic stadium just based off of history yeah. games yeah. world cups i agree north that america sort of that's because sure. yeah south america is a different thing yeah and then definitely the rest of the world of course but you know usa is going to mexico city and we have a lot of key injuries mm-hmm. big injuries yep. weston mckinney huge Gone. loss out unbelievable that it had to happen to him i know it's it's crazy it's just like we've mentioned it before and i'm sure everyone's heard it from uh, other places too but you know like he had the whole thing at the beginning of the of the qualifying um campaign right we get past it and then he comes back and he's just bossing the midfield right like he's just he comes back from all of that and he's like you know what man all that stuff it doesn't phase me I'm gonna let my 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 playing do my, my playing my football my soccer do the talking and it has been became a, cre- uh, a key part in Allegri's side uh, and unfortunately he breaks his foot or you know has a metatarsal injury in the Champions League but that just goes to show like how important this player is mm-hmm. like he got hurt in the Champions League not just anywhere necessarily playing in the Champions League starting in the Champions League for Juventus and it's a key role I mean would he have made a difference in their second leg who knows but if 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 a team like Juventus is missing uh, McKennie just imagine what he means for for us he <clears throat> he is the heartbeat of the team in my opinion yeah, I, the I, thing I, that goes like Pulisic may be the better player yeah. overall Technically, yeah, yeah. Like the tech, like the technical, technical aspect and everything. But McKinney is the leader of this mm-hmm. USMT team. And talking about another injury, Serginho Dest. Oh man, not gonna be in this game. Where, look, for Panama and for Costa Rica, I trust that we have the quality in Serge Cannon, I mean, uh, Reggie Cannon, apologies, Mm -hmm. and DeAndre Yedlin to get it done, right? Right. But I would like Des there, especially in a big game like this. So it's a huge loss because he's also been performing really well for for Barcelona. Mm -hmm. And now that he's out, he can't influence his attacking, you know, positioning, kind of throws off the defense. Uh, Bummer. Then this is up. It, yeah, I agree. It, especially, especially because I feel like we might be, we're missing out on so far in his career. What might be the best version of Dust? Because mm-hmm. previously, before when he was coming to the national team, he was coming when he was under Komen, and then for that a uh, little bit, you know, there was that time with him with Shabby, and things didn't look so hot, right? In February, like we were kind of like oof. But with the national team, he was he was okay. He was doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now here we are, a few months later, in March. And was it in February when they had their their qualifiers? That just seems like it was January. In like January, the end of January. End of January. Okay, cool. I was like, wait, that, that was last month. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are now, end of March. Today, tomorrow's the day, or today, whenever you listen, is the day. Uh, the twenty fourth is the day, and this I think might be the best version of Death so far in his career. Uh, you, you can see how much Xavi is now finally entrusting him, and it's, and it's only been as of late, the last few uh, round of games. Uh, that right. he's been starting more and more. But, but that's why he it. was he had good form yeah, going into yeah, this yeah. matchup. I agree. I mean, Bum. he look again like just he got hurt playing 
against it's not it doesn't sound so great but in the Europa League against Galatasaray he was starting in an important game for for Barcelona you've mentioned it before like they that's that's their tournament to lose they have to win that tournament because that's really their biggest their only trophy it's their only trophy it's their only trophy yeah Yeah. I don't are they still in the Copa del Rey um, I don't believe they are in the Cooper no, right? Tournament. So, yeah, it's really, it's all they got. It's not all they got left to play for, right? But in terms of trophy uh, status, and to be honest, this might be the only time these guys might be able to ever win this trophy because they're playing for Barca, and Barca's not usually in this league. So, it's something to go for. You know, add to your trophy cabinet. Why not? It's not the most coveted, but add it. You know, it just check off another list. Something someone else, something Messi hasn't done. Something Messi hasn't <laughs> done. Win the Europa. Yeah, big whoop. <laughs> um well, we continue talking some some injuries with Aronson also kind of being a big player, not there. Yeah, that one was man. That, that was like a late addition too, so that was kind of yeah. that was a bummer because we we were all really really excited for him. Well, uh, you know what, Jorge? Since we're already talking about the injuries of this squad already, mm-hmm. why don't we talk about the guys who are there, who are going to be on the team? Um, yeah, of course. Where do you want to start? Well. I just want to give a shout out to the goalkeepers real quick because right. I think Ethan Horvath should start. Yeah. Um, based off of form and not coming off of injury, uh, but I think in the end Zach Steffen will get the start just because he's the number one. Yeah, it is yeah. what it is. I'm hoping for the best. I agree with you. Look, if Ethan Horvath gets the start, like I wouldn't be mad. Uh, but I, I I see why Zach would be there because he kind of just trying to restore that order. But I mean, honestly, once for the summer, might, things might just get different. In the, in the summer, sorry, that's not when the World Cup is. In next winter, things are going to get difficult, especially once we have Turner in Arsenal. Uh, and you can say, oh, well, he's not playing well. Neither is Zach Steffen. So it's going to be the exact same mm-hmm. situation. Personally, I still like Zach a little bit better because he is better with the ball at his feet. Yes. A little bit better than Turner. And, you know, that's something Turner's got to work on his game. But you want a shot stopper. Well, I think he's going to work up, work on that at Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree for sure. So, but I'm happy with either Ethan or Zach starting. I would like to see Ethan start a game during the window. I don't see why not. Definitely during the window. Maybe not. Well, in Panama, I think that's a big game. Yeah. That's a big game to give him if you give Zach Stefan Mexico City. Yeah. But, uh, all right, enough goalkeeper. Yeah. It's probably Stefan. But anyway, let's talk some defenders, man. Defenders. Because we've already mentioned that uh, Serginho Dest yeah. is not going to oh, be yeah. there, right? So, yeah, so we got Yedlin and, and Reggie Cannon we brought up, right, that they can fill in for his shoes. Yep. Probably for this game, I think like we'll, prob- we'll most likely see DeAndre Yedlin. Uh, mm-hmm. Reggie Cannon, we haven't seen him tested so much with the national team. And in a no. game where you kind of want a little bit of experience because no one else has been there, I think Yedlin kind of slides, slides right in. I think we've been talking about this already. We've done this uh, talk before with you know experience lacking sometimes mm-hmm. in the game. Like Even one player makes a huge difference. And Yedlin being there at uh, other World Cups... Mm-hmm. Um, it's valuable, especially in Mexico City. Yeah. He's also been there. It's such so. a complicated place to go to begin with. Uh, I'd like him there, even though he's not performing good at Miami. But this is an experience. He, he steps up for this. Oh, yeah. Um, and Miami, I mean... My, um, let's Miami's just move on. Just Miami's mess. terrible. <laughs> so I don't put that on him. He's been there like a month. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we move, and we see our guy, Walker Zimmerman. 
Our boy. He's going to get the start. My guy. He's going to get the start. America's Thor. We have Captain yep. America with Pulisic, and then we have Thor with Walker Zimmerman. I think Walker Zimmerman he is going to start. He deserves that start, man. Yeah. He, he deserves that start. Who should line up next to him, though? Who do you think that person should be? I think it's Miles Robinson. I think it's Miles Robinson? I agree. I, I agree, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we... And then on the left, obviously, Jedi Anthony Robinson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be cool to see George Bale get some minutes during the window, though. Uh, not necessarily this game. Maybe he can provide something. Who knows? But I like, I like, I like our boy. In Jedi. the window, but not in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> this is a difficult game. <laughs> but yeah, we. So I mean, all right. So the, we're just kind of naming off right there. That's what we think we should be the starting lineup there defensively uh, for for this game. But we also have other players. In the, uh, Featuring in this window or called up to the national team, we have Eric Palmer Brown, which we haven't seen too much of before. Uh, interesting to see him. I've I've seen his name thrown out a lot over the few uh, last few years, uh, but I haven't really seen much of him. Me neither. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I, you know I've heard good things of him, but it's kind of risk. I, and my whole thing is like, why don't we see some of these players in like the January camp? Or I mean, right. I get it because it's like. They're, like, they got their clubs and stuff, but just in other I see situations. it this way. As long as he doesn't play, and he's here in the camp to learn, you know? Yeah, because it would be cool. I mean, I don't think great. he's ready for... I mean, the, the guy's 24 years old, and he's playing in France and, and, and for Troyes. he got 12 matches, so it's not not bad. And he's got, like, a 6.8 rating, so it's not horrible. But not it is legal. You know, I get mm. And, well, and bro, and... This other guy that we haven't talked about, Aaron Long. Aaron Long. So, all right. Shouldn't all right. be there. Look, I, I've come out before in the past, and I've been You've a supporter. Him. No, I've been, I've, I've, been a, <laughs> I've been a supporter of Aaron Long, and I've thought in the past he should be in the national team. Although we had other players uh, in Europe and stuff, like this is when we were having the whole debate about like Mark McKenzie and this and that. Uh but I've always said, hey, Aaron Long uh, is a is a good center back, and he's had interest from Europe. But it seemed like kind of like Red Bull kind of um, stopped that from going through. You know, I, I know uh, they wanted a lot more than that was being offered for him, and you know, it was a whole thing. But I, I like I said in the past, I thought Aaron Long is good. I'm not saying he couldn't possibly make a late addition for the World Cup, but right now the guy's returning from injury. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was an Achilles injury. Uh, so he's played three games or so since the start of the MLS season. Great. I'm happy for him. But after three games, you're going to throw him in? No. There's there's just no chance. I, I just don't. No. I, I don't think so. And I, in this situation, I, I, I just don't know. I, I don't think he should be there. There's no, no disrespect to him long. I think he's a great center back, but I just don't think at this time it's it's right for him anymore just because we have others, uh, younger, better playing center backs. Well, all right. Let's get into the midfield, bro. What do you all think? right. And then we still, you know, don't forget James James Sands, who just made his move out to uh, Rangers. So oh, yeah. He could possibly be featuring. He could, you know, he could play as a center back or as a right back. So we'll see. But utility we'll see guy, backup guy. We got a utility guy. All right, the midfield. We got to start with our guy, bro, Kelly Acosta. Kelly Acosta. LFC rep. Amazing. Yeah. He's gonna I, mean, be, I think he's gonna be the starter. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, he look. He definitely sits deeper than McKenney. He's more of a six than he is an eight. But I think in terms of passing, he can provide similar sort of passing that um, 
that McKinney provides. The one thing I do like about McKinney is that he's more forward driven, whereas Acosta might play out. I see him more kind of looking out to the to the. I was gonna say the bandas, uh, the lines, if you will. I, <laughs> there's this Mexican culture coming out bro I, he's see, a traitor is, I learned how to play soccer in Spanish so everything just I'm like translating everything in my head before I say it Whatever. it's really weird but yeah you know I see him playing out more out to to, to the width of the field playing out towards the lines uh, so that's my only concern there but I think you know in a game like this Having more defensive cover in the midfield isn't necessarily a bad thing, especially when a player like Costa, you know, is still going to be able to, to deliver balls for you and put balls in behind as well. It's not like he can't see forward. Um. Well, we know these guys who are the next guys that must start, in my opinion, or, or should be involved. Tyler Adams, Yunus Musa, they're pretty regular there, but interesting Busio finally is back mm-hmm. in the national team. Would have been last time. Not have not there been COVID yeah. or injury. And he's back. And Luca De La Torre also back. So I just, yeah, it begs the question because, I mean, you got you got Eunice Musa and and uh, Tyler Adams who have been the, you know, you got Adams as your defensive mid. Musa is more as like your box-to-box kind of sort of player. Uh, so we f- I feel like they're they're going to start regardless, right? Mm-hmm. But who gets, who should, should we have another, should we play with number six or number eight in this situation, another one, you know, like, what do we do in this case, like, should we go, because should we put Kylian Acosta, I mean, like you said, we got Luca De La Torre and Gianluca Busio, and Giorena, who can drop into the midfield, drop into the midfield and play like, like an eight, I think Luca De La Torre and Giorena, uh, I love them, but I don't see them dropping so much deeper into the mid. Mm-hmm. So it's just a little different because with McKenney, you got a lot of. He's a true center mid. I feel like you know, like he's, he'll drop down lower than he'll drop down as much as needed as by, like. But Bustio can be that guy. Bustio can he's be that guy. He's been doing it for Venezia. I agree one hundred percent. I agree and. In all honesty, maybe I would like to see. It's just like this is. It's just a complicated game, bro. Because a lot of these players don't have the experience yet. We haven't. But we that's haven't, why I feel like you need to throw in something. Show me some magic because that's what it's going to take to be yeah. in, in this fortress. Mm-hmm. It's just like our our midfield is so. How how could you say it? like? I don't want to say untested, but we have a lot of players that like we haven't necessarily seen at their full potential yet because dude like I'm just thinking about it right now over the last few World Cup qualifying World Cup qualifying windows someone is always out with injury someone was always out with like we were all we mm-hmm. never saw like we never had the opportunity to have all the players there to be like oh yeah like now we can really choose you know like before it was like it was Yunus uh, Musa Adams and McKinney, for example, right? And right. That, that won the spot, but we haven't necessarily seen a full, fully healthy team to, to see them being contested for their spots, I but guess. But that's okay, because the World Cup is coming up, mm-hmm. and this is the last time he can tinker. All right. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Maybe not in Mexico, but it is a tough call yeah. as to who you put together mm-hmm. in Mexico City. I agree. Especially... But, 
with these guys coming. Yeah. Up. Well, I'll just you know finish running through here. Well, the, the, the I forgot to mention Roldan. My bad. Yeah. Roldan, you're there, but like you're <laughs> not there. Come on. Well, on the app that I'm looking at, they got Morris here as a midfielder, but he's a forward. But we also have let's see, they got Pulisic here. But uh, you know, we got Luca De La Torre, Jesus Ferreira. I think should be in the forward section uh, as well. So we we have a you know pretty good option to choose from, and then. Up top, we have Paul Ariola, Pifok, Weya, and Pepe. So those are our forwards to choose from. Who will get the start? Probably Zardes. He's not even there. I know, but he probably will still somehow start. <laughs> that would be some crazy Berhalter magic right there. I know. See, you wanted to see some magic in Mexico, right? There it is. You that know, would be. Sivachu? No. <laughs> no, bro. Look. Before this... I was listening to Football Americas with uh, Hercules Gomez and, and I forget his other name. Anyway. Sebastian Salazar. Yeah. And and they had he had a good point, man. Like he he said Pepe would get the start. I, I I agree, he probably will. Do I agree that he should? I don't know. I don't but I don't. Me neither. I thought PFOC easily should have started, but PFOC hasn't been on this national team. For maybe a couple windows, right? I, I agree, but that's not necessarily... But well, do you, yeah, you can't no. play him in Mexico City if he hasn't played. Look, and not only that, this guy is lacking confidence. He just moved to Augsburg. The guy is Mexican-American. He literally had both choices, and he chose United States. Like, Hercules Gomez mentioned, this is such an important game. You mentioned, wow, the Azteca means a lot to you because of your culture and you know you're part of it right mm-hmm. Pepe's in that same boat and he's li- he's gonna be in the matchup he's gonna give it all I, I really believe do you do you really think though he's mentally ready for a game like that especially if he hasn't been scoring I think he, I don't think he's mentally ready I just think he's mentally gonna re- just understand that you know what dude I'm just gonna I need a ball out here I need to give all the effort and as long uh-huh. as he gives effort Something's gonna happen. I think I, I would think that he should. Uh, personally, I think I would like Pfock to start and have and bring Pepe off the bench. I would bring Pfock off the bench. Because I would even bring him on as early as like halftime, if it's not going that. Yeah, good. but if you do that, then you're cutting Pepe's game boom right away in half. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like you gave him one half, and then at the forty-fifth minute, I, I just don't think. In my personal opinion, I understand like what you're saying, like, and it, that does matter. You're right, and it's just like, oh, what it could do for him. But we're looking at what it could possibly do for him in the positive light. But what what could it do for him in the negative light? You're right. It's a special stadium and everything, and there might be something like that might fire him up. But guess what? All those you really think that the Mexican players are not going to try to get into his head? We're going to see what he's made of. He's 18 years old. I don't they're ca- gonna be. They're gonna going up to him. They're gonna be like, it's "El nopal en el frente." They're, <laughs> dude, they're. Look, man. I'm just telling you right now. Coming from my norteño, it's not easy. <laughs> the shit that they you, that you get given, and they. That was excellent. All right. They're about to give him a lot more. You know, I, that's just my concern. I know, like. Mexico's going to do whatever they have to do to get... Because this game is just as important for Mexico as it is for the U.S. Definitely. Both teams need this win, right? We want to get... They both want to punch their ticket to the World Cup. They don't want to deal with the uh, playoffs. So they're going to do whatever they got to do to get that win. 
Mm-hmm. Pe- if Pepe's starting, they're like, dude, 18 year old Mexican American? Oh, we're gonna break him. You're right. Just Mexicanos. Yeah, they're, they're gonna go after him. <laughs> the stadium, they might even boo him. They're like, oh, you chose them? You're fake. Get out of here. Yeah. Like, that's just things, those are some things that I'm thinking of. Because of that, I just don't know if I want him to start. But on the other hand, like you said, we're gonna see what he's made of, and he could pos- that could possibly fire him up. I have no doubt in my mind that he's a complete professional and everything. And I haven't seen anything from him to to look to say that that he's a player that gets easily phased. I'm just trying to like think of things that could possibly happen, and I just don't know if he had been playing, you know, and and starting and and scoring goals with Osberg, that'd be different. But I just. I don't know, man. Those are my concerns, and that's why I would prefer someone like Pifak. But you're right. Pifak hasn't been with his team in the window, and his style of play doesn't suit what Baralter's been trying to do. Exactly. Which we still don't really understand what he's trying to do. But no. it doesn't fit, apparently, no. Pifak's style. Jorge. Uh-huh. I don't want Pepe to start, because I actually think it's another guy. And I don't think it's Pifak either. Ooh, who is it? Jesus Pereira. Jesus Pereira. Look, man. Ooh, the man is in the moment. That You're guy right. just scored a hat trick. And he isn't the number nine, that, you know, the finisher kind of guy. But I feel like he fits this kind of system where it's like you move know, the ball, I agree. pass yeah, the ball. Yeah, he's a more fluid type full, of like, like player. Change position. Pulisic knows how to make the right run. Mm-hmm. He does it on Chelsea all the time. Ferreira knows how to counter and work mm-hmm. with him. I think based off of his ability to drop deep mm-hmm. and receive the ball. No, I agree with you. And I just think it's going to add a different dimension. We might, And with Des not there, we might not even attack that much to get headers into the box you're right because that's i mean aside from from jedi you know who knows i mean yedlin does power forward a lot as well so we we could see that we could see it but i just feel like i feel like the future of soccer in general is kind of moving to a no positionless kind of system almost Mm -hmm. Like, they're in a general area, but they don't have necessarily their spot. You know what I'm saying? Nah, yeah, yeah. And it's, I feel like Ferreira fits that, especially what's going on now. He's the American uh, Jack Grealish. I don't know. <laughs> Phil Foden. I have no comment for that yet. Like, I, I, nah, I'm yeah. just trying to... Nah, uh, they, look, he's not on that level. What I'm trying to say is, like, if you had to, like... Compare like think of someone like Phil Foden. Is he a winger, midfielder, center right. forward? I think he's a center forward, mm-hmm. um, which to our benefit it could be. I think it could be very beneficial to us. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna see. Uh, I think he it would be a cool nod after that hat trick. You know? He's definitely been playing well, and the moments that he had in the last window with the national team when he was playing, I, I thought he looked. I thought really he played well. well. He yeah. just it was you know just I, I think that was his first night. cap right. Yeah. So like, dude, it's a, for. It's just like wow, a little rough around the edges, but you, my friend, are a diamond. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I think so. Like I, I thought he's I really. Well. I mean, look, we got what he's done in his short professional career. Because, like you said, he's very young. Is amazing. The man went from homegrown talent to being the first ever homegrown DP in the MLS. That's huge. That is huge. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is a homegrown player being signed to a DP. Like, so and he like, could wow, move that, within a year or so, maybe I mean, January. We know what kind of players are DP players, right? Right. Like, they're huge, huge players. So, yeah. It's, you never know. You never know. Maybe that was them trying to secure the bag. Mm, 
they're like, yeah. hey, he's a DP player. He's worth more. Interesting. They totally cashed in on it. Yeah, uh, they're cashing in on it. Oh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, I digress. Now, Jorge, we just spent a lot uh, talking about USA. Uh, but we also got to talk about the other side of the ball. And this is where, I guess, your expertise and knowledge is. Because you're a Mexico fan. Because you, <laughs> you know, you're, you're Mexican-American like myself, you know. Yes. And you have adopted them. True. And they were your first, uh, I get it, the first girl is always, you know. Anyway, <laughs> that was your first love. I understand. I understand. But uh, but USA is better. But anyway, just say. Damn. Uh, Jorge, tell me about Mexico, bro. Tell me about Mexico. All right, let me pull up the convocados. My goodness, Jorge. Mexico doesn't even have chicharito on it, bro. Like, bro. He's is Raúl Jiménez even playing? Raúl Jiménez is playing. Oh shh, okay. That's a big deal. Yeah, although he just got sent off. What about Chucky Lozano, who is overrated as hell? He's injured. Ah. Uh, from if I'm not mistaken. Ah, uh, makes sense. You know. All right, trying to find the squad. Typical here. to get injured. All right, so the squad here. We're just running through. Dang, I can't find it. But a big, uh, a huge, huge call-up that we haven't seen before that I'm really happy for, actually, is uh, Carlos Acevedo. I think uh, he is a... Uh, I think he should be the starting goalkeeper over... Um, the kid Manuel. is like 19 years old. Carlos Acevedo? Yeah, isn't he the Santos keeper? Yeah, dude. The guy with the interesting hair? You know, I don't know if you've heard of this or if you like anyone in your family watches it. Do you know a show called Los Guapos? No. Uh, well, he looks like uh, Albertano. He's got some guy. It's basically about this show of like some two like um, like these two Mexican dudes, obviously, because they're in Mexico. Uh, they're poor guys, but then they get into like they get some money, and they're still like some humble kind of guys, you know. Uh-huh. But it's just it's it's a funny show. It, it's a funny show. Okay. Well, I like his hair. I mean... It, hey, man, it's a huge thing. I think <laughs> his hair is dope. But, all right, so... So this is the, the squad here from Mexico. Nope, that is not it. Damn, for some reason I can't find it. Well... Regardless, this Mexico team has a lot of old stars uh, that include... No Guardado, no though. Uh, no Guardado, because he's, he's out with injury. But Ache Ache is still there. Uh, you know, big guy. Had a good, uh, uh, good play with Atletico Madrid. Mm-hmm. Edson Alvarez on Ajax, you know. On a big, huge... So, I was able to pull it up now. But, yeah, like you said... Uh, Etan Alvarez, huge, huge, huge. But uh, in, in terms of the goalkeepers, we have also Guillermo Choa, Talavero, Cota. I think Orozco's out injured, and that's who Acevedo's replacing. 
but in the midfield, someone finally, or who should be getting more playing time, hopefully will. I, I don't really know with Tata what's, what he's going to do. I, I don't understand what he's trying to do, but I think Johan Vasquez should be getting the start. But it, I, will it? I, I, I doubt no. it. He, he doesn't watch Serie A soccer. He doesn't watch Serie A, and he doesn't watch Liga Mackeys. I don't know what he watches, what he does. He is just trying to finish out his contract. He's and not get paid. interested in anything else. He doesn't really care. No, he's probably going to start Hector Moreno and Cesar Montes or something like that. You know, which um, I don't hate the guy Hector Moreno. I think you've you've heard me right. discuss my love for him, and you know, possibly seeing him. He's he's an He's in his older stages at this point. He's in his point. older stages. He was great before in the past for for Mexico, but you know what? Now, like you said, older stage, older part in his career, just not not who he was before. Uh, but we also see Nestor Araujo there from Santa de Vigo. He's I got mixed feelings about the guy. He with the national team, I just don't. Uh, I just I see him making a lot more Look, mistakes. Man. Tata literally looked at the roster and said, "Who? son de Europa?" Give me the ones from Europe. I feel like he just went Mexican players abroad. Yeah. Or something like that, you know? That's and all he did. Like because that's what he does sometimes. And then, like, okay, which ones are the good ones in Mexico? Okay, cool. But he's got a lot of issues with players that are out, like, like disciplinary issues, you know? Like, Carlos Alcedo would be kind of nice to see him in the squad. Right. Uh, and I'm not going to lie, you know, as of late, I've changed my mind about Chicharito. He should be there. He should be there just because, or mainly because... Well, I, His I like, leadership. Yeah, he's, and he's been around in these moments before. And Raul Jimenez is not... Wow. Sorry, guys. We're watching some, in the background, some very, very important USL soccer. And the sister club to our beloved LAFC just scored Las Vegas against El Paso. <laughs> Danny Trejo just scored that goal who was actually uh, signed by LAFC from Cal State University uh, Northridge so he's picked up in the draft okay. obviously loaned out here I don't think he's played much with LAFC but hey maybe one for the future but uh, and he scored like a like a 40 yard banger but I you know I'm getting a little uh, distracted here I'm just you know I guess you can say I'm high on soccer we're always high on soccer bro <laughs> But yeah, it's yeah. Tata, I I, I don't like what he just been doing with the national team. It, it it seems like he's just always creating wrestled players. And some, how could you leave a player out like Chicharito when Raúl Jiménez? He's I wouldn't say he's struggling to find form, but he's not the same player he was pre-injury. And I, I think we could all expect that. It's just we saw him in what might have been a latter part of his career. He was he's one. Of, I don't want to say he. Uh, he's a late bloomer but the older he got he got much much and much better every year mm-hmm. than you know with his, the, the year that he got his injury that could have possibly been uh, you know the best version of him uh, and now what we're seeing from him we get goals here and there and he is scoring with Wolves and he is an important part of Wolf, player of Wolves but he got you know he just got sent off again This I believe he did he get sent off against City as well or he should have been sent off Something like that. He's just, it's, he's I don't a fiery pay attention player. to Mexican strikers, to be quite Damn. honest. Damn. Yeah. It's just a shame. <laughs> but no, I agree. Chicharito in this window would be great. Uh, he he'd be great in this window. You need goals, and you know what? If if even if it's just off the bench, it's like look, sorry, Raúl, or keep Raúl on. Take off a, a defender. 
just go for a Hail Mary. Literally, you know, just put it in from the wings. Mm-hmm. And Chicharito might, I mean, might be able to sneak in there some way, somehow. I mean, he's playing against defenders he knows. Zimmerman and uh, possibly Miles Robinson. So it's not like he doesn't know how to play against these players. I definitely think Mexico made a mistake with Chicharito. But the Tata has been messing up this team for mm-hmm. years. And, well... Hopefully he messes up again. Uh, the roster, oh, man. look, the roster itself is strong. The yeah. team itself individually it's is yeah. pretty still, strong. It just comes mm-hmm. down to the game plan and how they execute that plan, and that's the, that's where I think Mexico falter because of the situation with Tata. You know, yeah. So that's why I feel very confident with the USA. I want to give Mexico the respect. I know I've been joking on them a lot, but they do deserve the respect here in this region, the Concacaf. Yeah, and it but, looks like Irving was, uh, Chucky was good, so he's not he's not out of injury. That was mistaken before. Oh, dude, in a surprising um addition, not really surprising, but Santiago Jimenez, uh, the, the son of Chaco Jimenez. And I know that name rings a bell to you when we were briefly talking about it. But he's a, and he was an Argentinian that played practically his whole career in Mexico. Right, right. Kind of had okay. the, like, hunchback kind of looking thing, I guess you can say. <laughs> in the latter stages of his career, once he got naturalized, I do believe he played with the Mexican national team. Uh, he looked like an older player. Dylan, you know my dad. Yeah. Uh, he had his kind of body type. You oh, know? okay. Like that, that, you know, I don't know if you remember him now. Uh, but he had similar type of body body type as my dad, where it's just like, I have to look this up as soon as yeah, this is done. <laughs> you know who he is. I, I know you do. But yeah, this Mexican team—it's not a bad one. You see uh, Alexi Vegas in that squad as well, and he's—he hasn't necessarily been ha- playing bad either. He's been playing pretty well with Chivas. Uh, Henry Martin, for some reason, I kind of like that guy, even though he plays for America. But we'll see what he does with the national team, and it's—and to be honest, dude. Tecatito's been looking really good with Sevilla. Yeah, I kind of feel like they've given him kind of a free role. I mean, well, let's see. What, the but nine. that's what I'm saying. This roster is talented. This talented, roster right. is... I mean, I, you mentioned it before. We've talked about it. Hector Herrera just bossed a... Yeah, uh, my team, Man United. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, in general, he's been bossing, he's been bossing the midfield. But, but uh, I'll admit, with the national team, he hasn't been the same. Uh, no. it's just he hasn't been the exact same. But I so. feel like that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like Tata throws him in the midfield and says, "You go do what you gotta do," you know. And then Tata, I mean, uh, I just feel like Achach is like, "Okay, uh, do you want me to play the holding? Do you want me to be a box? Uh, mm-hmm. Just go." All right. <laughs> yeah, dude. When I watch Tata, like, or when this Mexican team play, it's not up to them. But like, thinking about the game against Canada, for example, they're not organized. They weren't organized until the last ten minutes. That last mm-hmm. ten minutes against Canada, it seems like they got their their stuff together and they they were going for it. They were creating actual plays that made sense. But before that, there was no plan and no organization. Uh, so that's you know that's what we've seen before, and unfortunately, I think it's gonna continue uh, throughout this window and this World Cup. And Mexico are gonna have to like kind of scrape by for for results mm-hmm. so there's no doubt in my mind that they're going to qualify directly uh will it be through this game i don't know i really don't know how this uh a game's going to turn out but i've always said bro when when these two teams meet i don't lose <laughs> I, I can only win <laughs> yeah bro well you know what this is this podcast was originally supposed to be a, a, a whole world cup qualifier uh like with more games mm-hmm. but 
we already talked about this for about 40 minutes, and I still have something more to say. Damn. Because did you know, uh-huh. this being the last qualifiers, the USA still has like a 4% chance of repeating Trinidad and Tobago. 2018. In 2018. Like, Mexico has that exact same chance as well. Like, yeah. These are CONCACAF giants who do have the ability to be exited of to, out of the biggest tournament in the world. And you it's, it's kind of crazy. And you really, honestly, honestly, for CONCACAF, you, you don't want those two teams not in the World Cup. And so it's kind of like, I you know what? It's like Canada obviously deserves it. Mm-hmm. And so and. But, like, after that, like, you need to have the U.S. and Mexico. The U.S. cannot afford to not go again. And well, this is the part where I have to ask you. Who are the four teams that qualify? Or the fourth team being the one that goes to the playoffs. Uh, but who's the? who are the four teams in your mind? You know, I, I know Panama's in that spot. And I think they deserve it. Do you? I, yeah, I think Panama. I would like, I would like for Panama. For Panama's sake. Because Costa Rica, it, it, it's not Costa Rica. I just feel like, what's his name? Brian Ruiz is, has to be in the World Cup again. Brian Ruiz is like 40 years old. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> oldest player to play. I know. I remember the game against the U.S. He couldn't run, dude. He couldn't. That's he couldn't why I want, run. I want to see him in Qatar. I want to see him there just because. Oh, man, the man's going to bake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, my top four clearly is uh, Canada, USA Uh at two, three, Mexico, and Costa Rica. You say you got Costa Rica going through? Yep. You know, Costa Rica just has that that little bit of magic, that, you know, more life. Yeah. Or is it it more life or pura vida? Pura vida. Pura vida. That's what it is. It's that whole pura vida thing, so... Maybe they'll uh, they'll be able to muster up some of that and mosey on into the World Cup somehow. But I would like Panama to go through. They do have, uh, I guess you can say their their golden generation. And Jamaica's completely out, huh? Yeah, they're completely yeah, out. Yeah, that's that's a bummer. But the, Panama is a team that. Okay, Greenwood soon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Panama, I think, is one of those teams or one of the countries that's benefited a lot from uh, Jamaica as well from the rise of the MLS. Uh, the MLS slowly growing throughout these years. A lot of those players play, a lot of the Panamanian players do play in Mexico and the MLS. So the rise of the MLS is only going to help them. And we do see, we've, all, we've seen a lot of key figures before in the past uh, playing in the MLS almost a good portion of their careers for Panama. So I, I think the rise. I don't know what Panama's rise is going to be. We know that it's not just a matter of having players play abroad and everything. There's the, all the whole infrastructure and how the federation handles, you know, the team. But I, I would like to see Panama uh, qualify. Now, from there, they they got to do more, but it'd be great if they had that four spot. Well, we're going to find out starting tomorrow oh, with a good lit. set of games. Uh, Mexico versus USA being the marquee game and bro I can't wait dude, I'm actually gonna be there oh that's right damn I, dude I keep I can't believe that bro you, you man you're gonna have such a great time out there uh, am I gonna wear the USA shirt or not I don't know bro dude I don't know what to do man dude that, that's like, gonna be insane the food there 
100. You know that. You know the area. You know the food in Mexico in general is amazing. All I can but. say is. and with that everyone we look forward to coming out talking to you next time with hopefully six points by that time yeah we'll see what's going on we'll see what's going on well later guys later everybody do you want to do just like a general one we could could. because like uh all the games are early